0: And now, from McAllen City Hall, a meeting of the McAllen City Commission.
1: Welcome. We're going to convene the meeting for the Regular City Commission meeting for October 26, 2020. If you please stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance, followed by the uh, invocation by Commissioner Javier Villalobos. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all
2: please bow your hands heavenly father we come to you today asking for your guidance as we begin this meeting help our commission and mayor engage in meaningful discussion as we deliberate the needs of our city allow us to do all with honesty, integrity, and transparency. We ask that you grant safe passes to all that are here today and protect them and their families. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen.
1: Okay, thank you, Commissioner. And the next is um, actually more of a presentation than a proclamation, I think, and because um, this month is chiropractic month and we have uh, Dr. Pablo Taglia III I think is on there someplace. On Zoom.
0: Yep. It's from I have the proclamation. Oh you yeah, have the proclamation. I <laughs>
1: do. <laughs> it was right next to me the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Veronica go out and read it. And I think um doctor's here. No, he's not here, he's on Zoom. we all get a He's on Zoom. I'm I saw here. him during the workshop.
0: hey Pablo
3: (laughs) hello how are you doing thank you so much Uh,
0: it's an honor for me to do this for you today City of McAllen Proclamation State of Texas County Hidalgo, City of McAllen whereas chiropractors are physician level healthcare providers who focus on the whole person as part of their hands-on non-drug approach to pain management and health promotion and who have special expertise in the prevention treatment and rehabilitation of musculoskeletal conditions and injuries whereas with americans many americans working from home and attending school clinic online since the beginning of this pandemic the incidence of musco musculoskeletal conditions has grown due in part to an increase in sedentary lifestyles poor posture and stress whereas even before the pandemic musculoskeletal skeletal conditions have been amongst the most commonly reported medical conditions for adults and seniors, and among them, low back pain is the single leading cause of disability worldwide, preventing people from participating in daily and recreational activities. Whereas chiropractors recognize that physical activity can improve symptoms, decrease disability, and improve function and well-being in a range of chronic musculoskeletal conditions, skeletal conditions, in addition to reducing stress and anxiety enhancing sleep and quality of life. Whereas National Chiropractic Health Month 2020 serves as a reminder to all citizens of McAllen, Texas, that non-invasive, non-drug treatments for low back pain and other musculoskeletal skeletal conditions, such as spinal manipulation and other chiropractic services combined with an active, healthy lifestyle may lessen or eliminate the need for riskier potentially addictive treatments, such as prescription pain medications and surgery. Now therefore I, Veronica Whitaker, mayor pro tem of the city of McAllen, Texas, by virtue of the authority vested in me and on behalf of the mayor and the city commission, do here proclaim the month of October 2020 as National Chiropractic Health Month. Congratulations to you, Dr. Pablo Tagle, and to all the chiropractors in the Rio Grande Valley And we appreciate all that you do to put us back up straight.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate those kind words, and I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you so much.
0: Anything else?
2: No, we're just very, very blessed to have you. such an awesome team, yourself, uh, Commissioner, and the amazing team that you guys have to help uh, be proactive about taking care of our health and keep on pushing forward. And you're the first one that would I think of the let's keep your body moving right so thank you so much for everything you guys do and in consideration for this proclamation we our professionally greatly appreciate to, uh, to the city of mccallum so you're thank welcome.
0: you you're welcome congratulations thank you thank you
1: okay um we're now going to convene the public hearing to consider recommendations to the McAllen Planning and Zoning Commission Items 1A oh no we already did that items on the agenda no we'll, we'll cover them in the public hearing okay and the items they want um so anyways uh, item 1A and that's 1A1 through 1A8 and um these items pertain to, uh, I'm gonna go real fast. Yes, Item sir. one is rezone from C3L to C3 Business, uh, 301 Northware Road, rezone from AO Open Space to R3A Multifamily, 3901 Monte Cristo Road. By the way, many of these are in Trace yes, Lagos sir. planning yes, and development. Uh, rezone from AO Ag Use to C4 Commercial, 4101 Monte Cristo Road. Rezone from C3 General business, District to three r3 excuse me r3a multi-family residential and that's uh 5113 to 5101 north 23rd street Rezone from r3a multi-family um, to r1 single family 6400 trace lagos boulevard rezone uh, from AO Ag and culture to r1 single family and that's uh, 7401 north benson road Rezone from r1 single family to r3a multi-family 13201 north sherry road and then um the last one is a request for a condition use permit for one year, for a social club at lot one um, at five zero two five West Expressway eighty three, Suite one hundred. Is there anyone here to appear against these particular items? Nope. Oh. I think I think Mr. Pescador, you said you were going to be on the public hearing on item um, E, which was the. Um, at 1900 South <clears throat> Macaw Road, it's the club, and you'll be able to you'll be able to talk at that time. Thank you, sir. So, no one here in opposition to any of the items 1A, 1 through 1A8. I entertain a motion to approve as presented.
4: Mr. Mayor, uh, I've got an issue with uh, 1A1. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the uh, rezoning of property from C3L to C3 General Business. Mm-hmm. This is a a neighborhood center, and it's in a community um, that is uh, somewhat elderly. And uh, the property just to the south of it was declined a similar request uh, just a year ago. And so, um, talk to the neighbors in that area. They're opposed to, even though they didn't uh, make their request known.
1: uh, The Golden Acres people usually come out. Uh, yes. yes. I, was, I was surprised that they didn't either. They had notice. Did they have notice? Correct. Yes, sir. i was surprised that they never said anything yeah. about it when I read it. I, th-
4: I think it's an inappropriate uh, change of zoning, and I'd make a motion to uh, deny that uh, request <clears throat> of, of rezoning. Second.
0: Can I ask a question. Who 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 asked for it?
1: Well, uh, the person that owns it. The,
0: the applicant.
1: So, uh, the applicant. It's a strip center. Yeah. If someone in the back. How about instead of. Okay. yeah before I do that we'd like to have the applicant okay. give it, yeah. a chance okay okay save a motion first before that do we have a second second okay uh, sir can you come up please okay. identify yourself and you I presume you're the applicant or if, okay
5: good afternoon first of all uh, my name is Alejandro Valdez I'm the owner of the property and I submitted the application just for one of my renters she wants to open a liquor store all the other suites are already occupied and last meeting uh my spoke also up here in the front it's a small suite it's 800 feet uh, squared we just want it for a liquor store that's the only reason why i yeah, and the C3. And,
1: you know i wonder there's no on-premise um consumption is it right and this is like the third or fourth time we've had uh, C3L that could sell even vape pipes near school, but couldn't yeah. sell alcohol, uh, liquor, but it's, there's no on consumption. I, yeah, there's I, no on site
5: consumption. I find that kind of strange. <clears throat> There's not going to be any, any of that. Yeah.
4: yeah. How can you? Con- there's a smoke shop at, at that center as well. Sure. Yeah, a <laughs> and and the, the complaint that I've gotten is that uh, some of the neighbors have heard some music from that smoke shop, and so they're also concerned that this would make the issue even worse uh, with another tenant that's uh, similar in industry I guess you could say well, uh, commissioner,
2: but if that is the case then we need to go address the issue of the noise I think it's a little difficult not to allow somebody else to do something similar especially on Ware road that's well so.
4: well I, yeah I'm glad you brought that up but just to the south of that we declined that C3 Uh, designation and and yet we're gonna approve it here I don't think that's appropriate and uh, number one but number two you've got to consider the neighborhood that this is in it it, if you're familiar with the area I don't know that you are uh, it's it's a it's a community that you know is the the last thing that they want is is a C3 um, general Uh, business designation there
1: and that's that's the point I make I'm making not so much that I'm approving C3. I just can't understand why a liquor store can't be in a C3L I, if a tobacco and everything else can be in there in its actually, on-premise consumption.
5: Sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm saying that I'm actually trying to make the neighborhood. I, you know, I mean, even nicer. I've installed security cameras. I know I've had, you know, people from the same neighborhood go tagging on my buildings, and I'm I'm trying to you know make it look nice and presentable. There was some neighbors that have trash everywhere. I'm trying to, you know, make everything look nice and have Gardeners, they go there twice a week, you know, try to maintain everything as nice as possible, because it is especially a very trafficked uh, road. There's a lot of people that pass by there, and I mean, it should look nice because it. I mean, it's the city of McKenna.
6: Uh, Commissioner Quintana, I recall this particular lot uh, very well because in 2018, I actually opposed your motion to approve uh, for uh, uh, C3L. Uh, I took into context <coughs> the area immediately around the R3A uh, zoning. Uh, one of the considerations that I brought up and I actually uh, made a motion not to approve it was the fact is the character of the neighborhood. And certainly every commissioner on this board you know, feels and has that concern. We're not trying to thwart or block any business or the potential for any business opportunity. That's not our intention, but we also have to take in consideration. Uh, just a year ago, the same lot, that was a zone C3L, it may have been you, That's made yeah. a request for C3 uh, again. Uh, just the last commission meeting, we had a similar situation off the uh, 200 East or 300 on Pekan. East block of Pecan. Uh, again, where you were doing, trying to do a C3, where everything else was C1 or C2, uh, which is C2 is neighborhood commercial, C1 is office space. So we're not trying to pick on you, we're just trying to be in uh, uh, the totality of circumstances, trying to maintain the, the character of the neighborhood.
5: I saw there's a whole bunch of people selling their houses. Mm-hmm. i know there's a, a letter going around by i'm not sure the gentleman's name he's trying to buy up all, all the properties next to mine and i mean i know there's some people that already sold and i'm guessing right. he has the same plan you know to and and maybe in a matter make of a time commercial.
6: it'll change to just c3 general business you know okay. but
2: at that's at this point in time we're, we're not there yet but i think in order for it to be as a matter of time we need to start doing things that will kind of improve one of the things that McAllen is proud of is small business that's a backbone McAllen. Uh, If we kind of stop these type of developments, or at least this, it makes it a little difficult for somebody else to do. Now, if we last month if we denied somebody else and it was similar, maybe we should revisit it.
5: I'm trying to invest money into. That's precisely what I'm talking about.
2: We want to encourage people to to develop, to do, create their businesses here in McAllen.
7: I don't really have an issue with, with it because, I mean, if there's already a vape shop in the same plaza, if anything, you're promoting, you know, that type of smoking and drinking. I really don't see the difference between both businesses, I mean, so a- we're already approved a vape shop to be in that plaza, honestly, I think, uh, if anything, it's probably a lesser evil to put the liquor store, I mean, the liquor store, I'm just saying
6: i mean if the if it's the board's direction at some point i mean we have the direction to change the ordinance and to allow that in the c3o i mean if that's the intent yeah. as opposed to having to go through
1: a rezoning process and have this gentleman have to come I think, I think we're the shining shop.
7: away from the liquor store when we, we didn't shine we, away from a bake
1: shop, shop. You Don't. well that, it's that, just that's the whole point last meeting we had to because somebody was going to open a liquor store not on premise and it was within a school we had to approve it even though a vape shop could operate under right. 3l right. and that's the whole point i'm making it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me I, i'm not in favor of opening up um, um, c3 uh, in there because you, there's a lot of other things we try trying to liquor store right but a liquor store i mean if you already have a vape shop c3 a liquor store off-premise doesn't stay open at two o'clock in the morning or any things like that i just don't understand why we have that i'd rather see us look at that than do a whole new rezoning with a whole bunch of other things they could put in there that are yeah, more intensive to a neighborhood i agree what yeah. are the we should
4: probably and that's a good idea mayor and i think i think we should relook at the, the whole uh bake shop and the and c3l and and maybe having it a requirement of a general business designation yeah and so that would really eliminate the yeah. the uh the, the problem with not only the this liquor store coming in here, but the vape shop even being allowed to be in that neighborhood uh, designation. Right. So,
1: if you're going to do anything, a vape shop should be almost switched with the other one. Yeah, exactly. Especially during school, near school. But, anyways, we have a motion and second to deny. Correct. Right. Okay, any other discussion? We have to vote on that first. Any, all those in favor, raise your hand. Uh, disapproval? Yeah, disapproval. One, two, three okay can I wait to my vote okay all those in favor raise your hand one to to disapprove no to to approve approve Uh, as presented uh, to to approve so it's three to three you guys keep doing this to me (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see us go back and look at that because I I, it's not not so much what you want to do with it's a c3 that's bothering me so I vote uh, I vote in for
5: the denial for the denial okay
1: okay and I think we'll we'll be able to accommodate you that makes sense
5: all right. thank you i appreciate it
1: okay thank you sir then item two through eight does anybody want to take that off the consent agenda uh just number four
6: uh this is the rezoning from c3 to r3a uh, mr garcia at 5100 Thirteen and fifty one hundred one twenty third. Yes, sir. Quick question: Does does the rezoning require some sort of traffic study because we're rezoning to a multi-family, or is that something that comes later?
8: The that rezoning is- uh, does not, but during the subdivision process during the site plan process, that will be covered. Well. Thank you. That answered my that question.
0: That was one question I also had. Similar to yours. Was um, five was five rezone from multi-residential apartment to single-family, so. What are they going to do? what is the purpose what are, why are we doing they here? actually
1: flopped if you look at trace lagos Correct. they actually kind of flopped multi-family for as it's developed for um single r1 and then Correct. they they kind of switch where they are this one went behind a m if i'm not Correct. mistaken and it is in line with the overall master oh, plan okay. that they submitted okay. years yeah. back okay so having here an explanation then i have approval from item two through eight
0: motion to approve second Okay. Any further
1: discussion? Hearing none. all in favor? Say aye. 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 Opposed same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. Item B, rezonings.
8: All right. So this is uh, this property is located on the west side of South Twenty Third, approximately three hundred and seven feet north of uh, Galveston. The applicant is proposing the rezoning to C three uh, for a junior's grocery store. A feasibility plan has been submitted, uh, but subdivision and site plan a process still needs to be completed. Uh, Jason Sony is R1 to the south and the west, R2 to the north and the east, and C3 to the northeast and south. Uh, part of the property still has some old school buildings. Uh, surrounding uses include single-family residences, duplexes, uh, some commercial plazas, and of course, thick Savala Elementary. Uh, development trends are single-family, Uh, and duplexes east and west of the South 23rd corridor, and then commercial actually along South 23rd. The item was heard at the October 6th uh, planning and zoning meeting. There were a few residents who had concerns regarding traffic, uh, possible dumpster locations, uh, possible noise, and increased taxes. Um, The PNZ did vote to recommend approval, and we recommend approval as well. Okay.
7: Um. Are they going to be Moving from the southern location that's on, on
1: no.
3: uh, I believe this is just no. an extra, a new location.
8: Oh, it's a
7: new it's location. A new They're
1: new not location. replacing it. For yes, you. Okay. Okay. Um, we had a Miss uh, Yvonne Garza. Is she here today? Yes. And are you an applicant or opposing or you come forward, please?
9: Good afternoon, Mayor, Commissioners. Um, I'm not really opposing, um, but I did I did want some questions answered, um, and he did ask um, some questions that are my questions. Um, first of all, I want to start with um, I know 520 South <coughs> 23rd wants to build a juniors. First of all, I want to start with. Um, <coughs> 700 South 23rd, they did approve um, a taqueria and that taqueria was going great and then all of a sudden now it's a hangout um, and there's loud music every single night uh, till 3 o'clock. We call PD, PD says to call code enforcement, we call code enforcement, code enforcement says to call PD. So we're back and forth. And this has been going on for a year okay. and a half.
1: Now just, you got, this is kind of related to juniors, and yes. I'm not discounting re- what your problem is, but we really can't solve that on yes. this item.
9: And the reason I'm, I'm comparing them is because now juniors is coming in, and um, so we asked about the noise, about the Taqueria, and it escalated. So now we're asking about the juniors. Hopefully it doesn't get approved and then escalates, the noise, et cetera. M- my questions are, are, they going to, are the entrances going to go in through 23rd? I was going to ask. You. Are the, um, the traffic, the, the customers?
1: they'll be they're going to be this will be before the planning and zoning commission for what they call site plan approval because this was the school and they're tearing it down and probably wasn't even subdivided as far as i know mm-hmm. and so they're going to have to do a subdivision and they cover parking entrances curb cuts and all those and if you keep track of the city agenda which is on the website you can actually go to the planning and zoning commission and have those things discussed we wouldn't even be discussing that today okay. because it's really whether it should be um, rezoned or not but um, if it's appropriate, and of course that is commercial, and you know, quite frankly, um, getting rid of the old school site there probably is um, is a good thing for the neighborhood. Now, whether or not, and have access to a grocery store is not a bad idea either. But, but at any rate, um, we don't decide. You can have an, um, a discussion of that at the Planning and Zoning Commission.
9: Okay,
7: thank uh, you so much. The, the site map is on is on our on our package. I believe the to answer your question, the the there's an entrance and an exit one on the on 23rd and i believe the other one's on the south side of the property
9: right it is a proposal but again
8: we have not received an actual site plan application or subdivision application so that is not as good as the paper printed on okay
9: and the reason i i i wasn't sure when to bring this up but the reason i brought it up with because mr you know also said about noise Mm -hmm. you know and um that's what was the neighborhood concerned about. Okay. Thank you so thank
1: much. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay, and I don't know if the applicant needs to be here. Is there any discussion? Do we have a motion to approve or? Make motion a motion to, approve. to approve. Second. Okay, any further discussion? Hearing none, all's in favor, raise your hand. Aye. Motion carried. Are you not raising your hand, commissioner? <laughs> are, you, <laughs> are you? Okay, not thank you. Use <laughs> I'm just
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, item... Yeah. Uh, uh b2
8: that one uh we are asking that it remain tabled until p and z can okay. give its recommendation is that
1: three and also number item Correct. three together. so they they're already on the table so there's no action Correct. required yes sir okay c1
8: this is a conditional use permit for life of the use um, at 665 beach this property is located on the southwest corner of beach and sixth uh, it is Zone c3 adjacent zoning is C3 to the north, west, and east, um, and then R2 to the north. The uses include a funeral home, retail, businesses, and then uh, residences as well. Mr. Gar- uh, I'm sorry. Like Mr. Garcia, this shows
10: that it's tabled. Does it need to be removed mm-hmm. from the table? You are correct. I'm a it motion to remove from the
8: table.
1: Second. OK, motion and second remove from the table. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposite, motion carried. OK,
8: go ahead. Got ahead of myself. Uh, so the property does have an existing business, uh, Superior Alarms, and it does have a personal communication tower. The applicant is proposing to uh, co-locate a cell phone equipment on the existing structure rather than build a brand new one. Uh, the item was tabled at the September 16th Planning and Zoning Commission where there was one person uh, in opposition citing 5G wave concerns. Uh, the item was tabled so the applicant could provide uh, some information on 5G and, and, and uh, what it actually causes or doesn't cause um, to the complainant. It was then heard at the October 20th Planning and Zoning Commission where there was no one in opposition um, and it was unanimously recommended approval. Uh, we are recommending approval as well.
1: So when you get that real distinct ringing in your ear, that's not 5G? Not that I'm aware Okay. Motion <laughs> to approve. Second. Okay, motion and second to approve second. discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carries. D, uh, we need a motion to amend the um, zoning ordinance.
8: Nope, no, way? we, we need uh, include uh, the G2. items that uh, were previously approved by the city You, Commission. you missed C2. c I did? C2, oh, yes. geez, I'm sorry.
10: Questions
0: yes. Correct.
1: Okay, I'm
10: sorry, go ahead.
8: Yes. Yeah, so this is uh, conditional use for, one, uh, for the life of the use, rather, uh, for St. John's Episcopal School at 2410 North 10th. Uh, this property is located at the northeast corner of North 10th and La Vista. It is zone C3 with adjacent zoning uh, C3 to the north, south, and west. R2 to the south, and R1 to the east. Uh, Surrounding uses include uh, St. John's Episcopal Church, uh, some stores, apartments, and single-family residences. The applicant is proposing to use the newly bought property to conduct classes in the existing building, and to use the existing annex building as office space. Uh, In the future, the applicant does intend to use that annex uh, for a preschool. The school will consist of seven classrooms and four admin offices, and then the annex will consist of eight uh, preschool rooms. Uh, the item was heard at the October 6th Planning and Zoning Commission. There was one person uh, in opposition citing traffic and noise from church functions. Uh, planning and Zoning did recommend approval, and we are
1: recommending approval as well. Motion to approve. Second. second. Motion, second, approve. Anybody here in opposition to this item? Okay. Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried. Now we need an ordinance uh, amending the zoning ordinance for those items previously approved. So moved. Second. Okay, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried. That's the end of that public hearing. Now we have another public hearing for a variance from section uh, 6.2A for alcoholic beverage relating to the um, Atencion Selecta LLC at 1900 South Ridge Road yes sir
8: one I guess South McCall Uh, so this property is located on the west side of South McCall it is zoned C3 with adjacent zoning of C3 north east and south and C1 to the west Uh, surrounding uses include businesses the STC School of Nursing uh, the McAllen Heart Hospital and Sendero Church Uh, the property is located within 300 feet of the STC Nursing School and the Sendero Community Church which is why it's here Uh, the applicant is intending to sell beer at its restaurant Teresita's Kitchen uh, with currently operating under uh, 7.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Uh, the staff is recommending approval based on the fact that the operating hours of the church uh, don't coincide with the restaurant. The church only operates Sunday from 9.30 to noon. Uh, and the fact that the restaurant doesn't really face any of these uh, venues. And lastly, STC is largely a school for adults.
1: We had a college, a church, and a hospital located within the time. That's yep, pretty the illegal. trifecta. And nobody, none of those entities opposed it. Motion
0: to approve. Second. 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 Okay, now we did have
1: one, Mr. Pescador. Mr. Pescador.
0: You first time, let's go.
1: I don't know if you're in favor of it, against
11: it, but you're on. Okay, so, uh, something was brought up, uh, that people don't show up. Uh, I don't think the city makes it easy for you to show up I mean, I sent an email back in March, and I'm just getting the hang of this. So when people don't show up, it doesn't mean that there's no concerns. What I find it appalling is uh, your your spot zoning, spot zoning here and there. Uh, There is a difference between a a bakery and a liquor store. Okay, liquor stores, they sell uh, chips, they sell uh, botanas. They sell party favorites where people can go. So again, code enforcement is being uh, called. code enforcement calls the police. The police push it to the code enforcement. So when you start spot zoning, you're creating uh, this kind of problems. So again, if, if your 23 staff planning and zoning comes to a recommendation, I think we should you know, try to, to go their way at least 60% of the time. If not, more. And then I find it troubling that somebody that doesn't live in that, that part of the city either goes for it or against it. It's like you don't even live in that area. And this is why when we approve nine spot zoning, we need to go out there and do the legwork. And I think the planning and zoning is doing that. So let's listen to them. Let's follow through again. Let's listen to the people, let's make it more welcoming. That's gonna be it for me, thank you. Okay, thank you, sir.
1: Okay, so we have a motion and second to approve. Any further discussion? Here none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign, motion carried. That is the end of the public hearings. Next item, we go to the consent, consent agenda. I understand item 2A, approval of minutes has been um,
10: uh, Mayor, the yes, tabled? the staff would request that be removed from the consent agenda and tabled, uh, so the legal department, city secretary's office can make some corrections okay. on the men.
1: Motion for that? Motion
0: to approve.
10: No, table,
0: no? The table. Motion
1: to oh, second the table.
0: Second.
1: All in favor say we'll aye. Approve the table. aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign, motion carried. Uh, any other items? I have one, um, let's see, item H uh, that we have, let's see. Ms. Vela, and Ms. Vela, you're the applicant. Is that correct? Is she yes, in? that's
12: correct. We're the applicant on behalf of the Housing Authority.
1: OK. So unless we get an opposition, uh, we won't, yeah, I guess, need to hear from you.
0: Which one is she, H?
1: H. So unless somebody pulls it off the agenda, we will, um, we'll continue. OK, so do I have a motion for items B through L? L.
0: Motion to approve. Second.
1: Okay, motion and second. On your other discussion, hear none, all is in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same side, motion carried. So, Ms. Vela your item was approved.
13: Thank <coughs> you, guys. Have a good evening.
1: Okay, thank you. And now we go to item 3A, bids and contracts. Mr. City Mayor, Manager. <coughs> Mayor
14: and City Commissioners, if you could, uh, I'd like to suggest that we take up 4B. We've got Ann Berger here that needs to travel back home, and if that would be okay, I'd like to take that out of order. Sure. And so 4B is to discuss and approve an ordinance of the city of McAllen, Texas, authorizing issue and sale and delivery of city of McAllen, Texas, general bond, refunding bond bonds. And this is the item that we discussed at the last workshop. And uh, the city commission asked us to bring this back as an action. And so uh, Anne's going to have a short presentation. She has set in the packet the parameters that we're recommending that you consider. However, those parameters can be adjusted as you see fit. Yeah.
3: Thank you, sir, (laughs) honorable mayor and commissioners, Mr. Rodriguez. My name is Ann Berger, and it's a pleasure to be back before you this evening. We do have a presentation. Wonderful. If I, if you can go to the next page, please. I thought it would be helpful just to give a quick market update. The market has not really changed since I was before you two weeks ago. Starting with the 10-year constant Treasury maturity, you can see that we are now at 0.74. What this chart does is it goes back and it takes a 25-year history of what the 10-year Treasury rate has been so you can see the trends. You can see on the far right-hand side of this presentation that we are at rates that are significantly below all the rates that we have seen over the last 25 years. On the next slide, we show a comparison of U.S. Treasury yields, looking from the one-year out to the 30-year. And really, for our particular structure, the one-year through 10-year are the most important. And you can see that just from a year ago on the one-year, it's 1.53% lower, the five-year is 1.27% lower, and the 10-year is 1.03% lower. On the next page, we do a comparison of the 30-year municipal market data with the 30-year Treasury. And although the Treasury rates are lower, as we discussed two weeks ago, municipal bonds do not trade exactly as Treasuries do. They trade as Treasuries plus a percent. And then finally, we have on the next slide, we have the taxable municipal market data yield curve. And you can see that for the various credits, they are at different levels. They're starting in year one, going out 30 years. And with the city's AA plus ratings from both Fitch and from S P, you would expect that your bonds would trade very close to the bottom line, uh, the blue line on the bottom, which is the AAA. And just as a reminder, the reason that we are talking about taxable rates Is because this is an advance refunding, and it must be done on a taxable basis.
1: They're like about 20 basis points. It looks like, or between the AAA and AA plus.
3: Yes, it is. It is very tight, and that uh, mayor is a result of the fact that we have such low interest rates in general that we have seen a significant compression amongst the credit differentials. We've seen that all across the board, except for the lower credits that are in the BAA category.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the reasons we never achieved triple-A, it's always been double-A plus, is because the rating agencies use some of the MSA numbers as opposed to the individual city of McAllen numbers. And, and to a certain extent, those numbers are worse from a financial standpoint than just if the city was alone. Uh, unemployment's one example of that. So we were never probably never be able to, unless the MSA got there, uh, get the triple-A. Uh, and it cost us some money uh, because of that.
3: Yes, sir, it does. If you move on to two more slides, please. The bonds for consideration are the bonds that we discussed two weeks ago. The city issued general obligation bonds as well as certificates of obligation back in 2014. On the GO side, there's callable about 28 million with coupons that go from three and a quarter to 5%, callable on February 15th, 2023. And on the certificates of obligation, there's approximately 7.725 million that is callable, with coupons ranging from three and a quarter to 4%, and that call date is also February 15th, 2023. (laughs) Moving on to two more slides, please. We actually are utilizing the same numbers (coughs) that I discussed with you two weeks ago, In the taxable market, we have seen just a minimal change in interest rates. The outcome of the numbers would be very similar, so we felt like it was appropriate to use those same numbers. So from a projected perspective on the GEO bonds, we are projecting gross savings, and these are at market rates with no interest rate cushion of approximately 2.25 million. Average annual savings over the years of about 100, and 73,000, a projected true interest cost of 1.75. When we present value that to today's dollars, it's just a little bit over 1.95 million, representing 6.96%. The negative arbitrage, which we discussed in detail two weeks ago, is a little over a million dollars, and reflecting just under 52%. Moving on to the certificates of obligation, Same thing, these are at market rates with no interest rate cushion at all. We're projecting gross savings of approximately $466,000 on an average annual basis, just slightly less than $36,000 annually. The same true interest cost, $1.73 on a present value basis. It would be projected about $407,000 in debt service savings, reflecting a 5.27%. The negative arbitrage is $278,000, or projected to be, which results in about a 68% negative arbitrage as a result of the savings. On the next page, we just wanted to show the interest rate sensitivity. And so on the general obligation bonds, right now where we have a 6.96, if interest rates go up 15 basis points, your present value savings declines to a 558 on the certificates of obligation right now you have a projected 5.28 percent present value savings if interest rates go up 15 basis points that would decline to approximately 3.91 percent. and i do want to draw your attention to the bottom and we'll talk about this in a minute the average coupon on the GO bonds is a 390 whereas the average coupon on the certificates is a 3.75 We did do the break-even analysis, which is a calculation that says if all factors were to stay the same, but you would wait until February 2023 to call the bonds, interest rates could go up between 84 and 85 basis points and you would get the same savings at that point in time as we are projecting today. Moving on, two more slides please, to the parameter sale. And the reason we bring this before you is this is what most cities utilize when they undertake a refunding. And the reason is, when you do a new money bond issue, what you're really looking at and the driver for when you issue the bonds is what your construction schedule looks like. You sell your bonds when you're gonna start the construction process. However, with refundings, they are very dependent upon the particular interest rate environment and we've seen interest rates have volatility. So when we look at this, there are generally four parameters that are considered. The minimum savings, the maximum interest rate, maximum principal, the maximum maturity date, the expiration for the authority, and then the delegation to the mayor, city manager, and or director of finance. On to the next page. So the parameters that we are suggesting, and when I was here before, we really talked about 7%, but you'll see I have 6.75, and I wanted to give you a couple of reasons for that consideration. Very early in my career, I had a client that wanted a 5% present value savings, and that's what was in the documents. When we went to go sell the bonds, it was 4.98, and the transaction could not be done. The market moved away, it was about two or three years before we could actually do the transaction. So I think it may be prudent, even though we're targeting 7%, to maybe put in a little bit of a cushion. The next reason we may wanna think about that is that you have two different series of bonds that are being considered, you've got the the GOS, which have an average coupon of 3.9 and are just under 7% savings right now. The COS have a coupon of 3.75, but they only have a 5.28% on their savings. While we work as diligently as we can to try to assist your staff and do as much of the process as we can we still need your staff's assistance relative to the disclosure document, the rating agency process, and disclosure due diligence questions. So there may be some economies by doing both transactions together instead of maybe doing one now and another one in six months. Additionally, if we can combine them, your cost of issuance will be lower. So maybe if you can do both, 6.95 that may be worth considering so again we wanted to embed a little bit of flexibility finally these parameters are maximums and minimums they are not guarantees and this is not done until we get the approval from mayor city manager and or director of finance so i think that while like i said we are framing this I feel comfortable going slightly lower because we would not proceed without evaluating the benefit of where we are that day and doing one transaction versus two. We also suggest the maximum true interest cost of three. Maximum principal, 39,950,000. The maximum maturity date is February 15th, 2034. These savings are being generated solely by lower interest rates. We are not restructuring. Typically, the delegation period is 180 days. If in 180 days, a transaction is not undertaken, then we would need to come back before the commission to do that again. And then I said, as a standard, delegation authority, mayor, city manager, and or director of finance. Finally, on the summary, Two more pages. Two more pages, thank you. As we noted, interest rates are at historical lows. That creates an opportunity potentially for debt service savings for the city. If the city commission is interested, we would ask you to please confirm the parameters, consider adopting the ordinance, We would prepare a timetable of events, and we would continue to monitor for municipal bond rates that would allow for the savings to be effectuated. We suggest the higher savings threshold to account for the fact it is a taxable advance refunding. And I just want to highlight that um, based on the market conditions, there may be a situation where we would do one of the series, but potentially not both. And so with that, I would be happy to answer any questions you may have.
1: Okay, Do I, um, I was trying to figure out, that to the taxpayer, and I realize it's a long uh, bond issue. But we have, um, this year our INS portion, which pays for both of those bond issues, is um, uh, 5458000 So you're saving this year or whatever that would be it'd be like 209,000 so the way I figured it is you're saving about um, 1% and so you take when it's total based on a total tax levy of uh, 40 let's see after the freeze 49 cents right
3: so and, let's see 172 I'm
1: Sorry, but, ma'am, what's your question? It's, it's total, I'm just trying to figure out what to the taxpayer so it's about 1% to the taxpayer of the overall, what they pay, and so a hundred thousand dollar house pays what, uh, four hundred and ninety dollars, right?
14: Four hundred ninety dollars, muscle mammals, yeah.
1: Yeah, so saving about uh, twelve dollars, thirteen dollars per. If this goes through, on a hundred thousand dollar house.
3: Approximately, yes, sir.
14: If the tax rate would go down. If the tax rate goes
1: down,
3: if If the the tax rate rate goes down, yes, sir. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out, you know,
1: is it worth it? I mean, uh, you know, net. I mean, obviously every saving is, but um, I I want people think it's a big um, right no Yeah, it's it's more it's more
14: benefit to the city on a cash flow basis. Right.
4: Right. Yeah. I mean, you save for the city. Uh, I mean, of course, if you trickle it down to 130,000 people, it's going to be yeah. It's going to seem more minimal, but it's savings over. Still savings. Savings is a savings. And
3: combining them is smarter too. And combining them.
4: What I like about it is that we're not extending maturities.
0: Right. Right. Yes,
3: sir. So, Mayor, yes, it it is just under $210,000 a year in annual debt service savings. And, Mayor, the way we structure this is generally we do not take the savings this first year, because you've already levied your tax to pay for your taxes. So the way we set this up is we implement the savings beginning in the next year and that, that gives you then and the opportunity And it's gonna be a different next levy sir.
1: next year. I, I yes, understand, sir. I was just trying to, if the yes. taxpayers were wondering, oh, I'm gonna get um, pretty good savings, I am just trying to quantify that for the, from the taxpayer standpoint because it's all paid by the taxpayer. Yes, and sir. I'm not saying we shouldn't do this, but, okay.
4: So we're really, I mean, we're, we're locking in at this historic interest rate level and, and not taking the interest rate risk in, in three years. I mean, is that the, the greatest benefit that we've had here?
3: So, so the Other than
4: the cash flow savings?
3: The, the goal of this would be if you approve this tonight, then you're creating the opportunity to lock in the savings. We would continue to monitor it. And only if we got to 7% or just barely under 7% would we then move. And we would not do so without guidance from those that are listed as the delegates to move forward.
2: Are we meeting the parameters right now? No, sir. Where are we at? Um,
3: right now, you are about, on an aggregate basis, 6.5, and we need to be at 7. Um, we did not run these with any interest rate cushion, but um, for those of you who worked with me long enough, we did have very, very high cost of issuance to give us a little bit of cushion, so to speak, and so those numbers would be refined downward, which would then, I think, put you very close to that but we'll just need to see what happens in the market over the next several weeks.
1: What, what did you have for cost of issuance?
3: So we put in, for the cost of issuance, uh, 285 underwriters discount 338 Your cost of issuance will be less than $200,000, so that's $85,000 in savings up front, and then almost $100,000 in savings relative to the underwriters discount.
14: To add just something that might help the discussion uh, for Commissioner Javier. So what we're ca- kind of counting on is that nothing changes, right? That interest rates remain where they are. So every month that, that we go by, certainly every payment that we make on debt service, the negative arbitrage number is reduced. And so that's how we get to 7%. Yes, if sir. nothing changes.
3: That's exactly right. I was going to ask you, too, the numbers,
0: if we wait six months or five months from now, everything's still going to be the same, or are we going to take a chance?
3: No, that, that Commissioner, that is absolutely, there, there is interest rate risk every single day. And, um, you know, the Fed has come out and said that they're going to support keeping interest rates low for some time. But we actually, and this is not so much impacting your transaction, because your transaction only goes out to 34 but we've seen in the 20-year Treasury and the 30-year Treasury, interest rates actually go up a little bit. And so we've had discussions about, you know, what would the Fed's action be? Are they gonna start you know, doing more Treasury purchases on the back end of the old curve or keeping it on the front end? So there's, there's just a lot of uncertainty and that's why we wanted, I believe, to go ahead and present it at this time to create the parameters, to create the foundation, which then allows us the flexibility if, if the market maintains and we can achieve the numbers that we've talked about, then we would be able to move forward.
2: So if the, the, the rate stays the same, we should be able to achieve the
1: target within six months?
3: Yes. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if, if you had some projects, now would be a good time to issue debt too. But
3: yes, sir, Mayor. Sure. We, we are on track for um, historic um, municipal issuance this month of October. <clears throat> Is
1: everybody thinking the same
9: thing?
3: Yes, sir.
6: Yeah. Mr. Mayor, on the delegation of authority, uh, I know that Anne spoke about under certain circumstances it might be more viable to, let's say, uh, do the bond sale on the general obligation versus the certificate. Under this scheme, uh, would it allow or give the authority to the city manager to do just that, just to do sale as to one and not the other? Yes. Or is it would require both?
3: No, sir, it does not require both. We, ha- we okay. have the flexibility, say for example, the larger bond issue, the general obligation right. bonds, have the higher coupon. So yes, sir, there very well could be a situation where the decision is made to move forward with just refunding the GO bonds and not the COS at this time. Um, absolutely, this this does this is a maximum. It doesn't say you have to do both. You do have the flexibility <coughs> to do one or the other. As but as I been mentioned been... earlier, we may we may try to be mindful of that because you would have higher cost of issuance mm-hmm. if there are two transactions right. and more staff right. time. So right. we're, we're gonna monitor that closely, commissioner.
6: Okay, very
1: well. Mayor, I would move to approve. Second. Okay, the motion and second is to approve the uh, proposal relating to the issuance within the parameters as set by the city commission by this um, motion. Okay, and motion, second, any further discussion? None, all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Great, thank okay. you,
3: and I appreciate you taking me out of order. Y'all have a nice evening.
1: Thank you, man. Mayor, yeah, we're
10: asking item 4A be tabled while yeah, you're three, in that section.
6: Right. Motion to table, item 4A. Second.
1: Motion, second. Uh, tab- motion table is not debatable. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carry. Okay, now we're back to 3A, right?
14: Right. Uh, five. Find it. Yeah. Page 5. Yes, yes sir. Uh, bids and contracts, consideration and approval of an interlocal agreement with Hidalgo County drainage district number one and adoption of a budget amendment for Balboa sports <laughs> drainage area.
15: Good evening Mayor, Commission. Hidalgo County drainage district number one is currently working on improvements to the Mission Inlet drainage system along the northern boundary of Balboa Acres. Um, an element of that project includes the excavation and regrading of the Balboa drainage Um, along on the north side of Govina Avenue between 24th and 29th Street the drainage district um, approached us uh, for some additional improvements that would add costs to their existing project and they asked um, for the city to participate with those costs if we would like uh, to do so so we currently have some drainage improvements or a study that's going on in the Balboa area and we'd like to take advantage that they have an existing uh, contract out there that's already doing work within the drain ditch to um, enlarge some of those outfalls and essentially it'll be enlarging um, north of covina so from covina to the drain ditch where the drain district is already reprofiling that ditch um, we'd be able to put the larger pipes in at this time in preparation for the results of the study we've been working with the um, with our consulting engineers on the pipe sizes and these are the sizes that we are recommending to move forward with at this time it would come at an additional cost of $67,401.18 and is subject to approval of the drainage amendment to be funded from the drainage utility fee fund if approved and staff recommends approval.
1: All moved. Second. I have a motion and a second.
15: Any discussion?
6: Just to get a visual, this is the little, I don't want to say it's little, but that ditch area just south of the levee but just north of the street, right? Yes,
15: it's okay. between the street and the levee. Got
7: it. Okay. If anything, this will probably just already stop the in Navarro, and so
15: this
1: solves all the problems in balboa <laughs>
7: no
15: sir <laughs> but it will be Don't an Im- it will be an <laughs> improvement and the ditch is also because we're uh actually lowering these as part of that project as well they're able to over excavate the ditch from what we had before as well so okay. we're getting additional capacity in the ditch
1: <clears throat> okay so we have motion and second um all those in favor say aye aye aye, aye. Opposed, Same. Sign, motion k Thank you. B B is a war of
14: contract for the purchase of lighting materials and installation for Valde Soccer fields.
6: So this is a CDBG project. We went out to bid. We had280,000 uh, dollars in the budget. The uh, best bid came in at 262,000. These are Musco lights and we'll be able to light up, <laughs> light up uh, three adult size fields. how many fields is there? Three adult adult-sized fields. So uh, staff recommends approval to a Musco lighting for materials and labor.
0: All motion moved. to approve
1: a okay, motion second approve any discussion if you're not in favor say aye aye, aye. motion carried thank, thank you, you okay c. the
14: next item is c consideration approval to negotiate with the top ranked uh, consulting firm for foresight mcallen uh mayor and commissioner <clears throat> there's been a request for more information on uh the information that was submitted by the consultant so i recommend we table this item and we provide you the submittal of the soq Motion to
1: Thank you. Make sure they take care of liquor stores and C <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and smoke shops, Mayor. Motion okay. to
4: table. <laughs> all okay. the say
1: aye. 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 aye.
14: D is consideration and possible action to approve a license agreement with Joe Bruce Barrett for event of uh, fence encroachment at 1413 Shasta.
16: Good evening, Mayor, City Commissioners. Uh, This was an item that uh, Mr. Bruce Barrett had contacted multiple city departments prior to building a fence due to uh, nearly a decade of having some concerns with neighbors and speeding traffic. He has multiple grandchildren. He wanted to try to keep safe. He did uh, contact code enforcement uh, when he had poured the front uh, posts. There was a little miscommunication. I think it's in your packet. It shows that it looked like it was 4.2 feet when it's actually 14.2 feet. And actually, when I when I took out the uh, the original plat, it's basically 10 feet from the back of the curb. And he's built at about four feet from the back of the curb. So uh, we we do uh, have a license agreement that he has in his possession. And uh, we would recommend approval of the license to agreement. Motion
1: to. OK, motion, second. Second. Mm-mm. I, I have a question. Have
6: a how question. far does the fence encroach into the right-of-way?
16: Approximately six feet. It, uh, there are no site uh, obstructions there. It does not have any uh, driveways into the front, into Shasta. Everything is entry from the rear. All of the utilities are in the rear as well.
0: And he's been there, how Didn't we Did we have
6: a, 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 sub, uh, a residence not too long ago that have a similar issue where they pulled site, but a fence that encroached on the right-of-way?
4: Mm-hmm. I think we have. It was
6: in my district, in Lark Landing, if yeah. I recall. And, and I don't remember the, the depth of the encroachment, but I to That one, I
16: believe, was nearer to a corner, um, and it, was, it was, was nearer to a corner, Oh, so there was a little bit more of a site obstruction concern. This one is actually on the outside, the inside of an outside corner. And curve. how many
0: years has it been like that?
16: Uh, this is a very recent addition.
7: When did he do the addition?
16: Um, the last couple of months, he he could probably answer that better than I. And he he's is here, here, Mr. Brett. He is here.
1: I had a question. Why? why? That's unusual. It's a to have Ten feet wall. of right of way. Why is the right of way so wide there?
16: Uh, it's typical when you have a 50-foot right of way by plat, and then they were the, the when we only had a 30-foot requirement for well, streets. I mean, 50
1: feet would that's be unusual 10. for that street, no?
16: It, it does seem a little bit excessive at the point, but I think that's, that's, that's our minimum. Are we
1: ever going to wide Shasta to use it?
14: Mm-hmm. No.
1: That's the whole point, I guess. Are you ever yeah, the question
14: you? is, do we think
6: we'll ever
14: oh, no. widen Shasta? I think right. there's
16: zero zero chance that we'll ever widen Shasta in that How area. about the
6: opportunity for sidewalks? It look like sidewalks? There is
16: still enough room to put a sidewalk there. There's four feet behind the curb to the fence.
6: Do any driveways exist along Shasta where that line of fence would actually block their site?
16: No, and uh, he was in contact with neighbors as well on either side of him. The neighbors are okay with it? That's That's my understanding from Mr. Barrett.
1: Mr. Barrett's standing back there. Opposition. If you have any questions of him, he can come forward. But it's up to you.
4: I think there was one neighbor in opposition, wasn't yeah, there? There was a neighbor across
16: the street, I believe, in opposition.
7: <clears throat> My only issue is that it's a massive uh, fence, and I think it doesn't really go with the aesthetics of the neighborhood. And it's like
16: the, the thing with the fence, though, is we couldn't even if if he puts it on his property line, we can't keep him from building it. We can't. So if we make him move it back, there is some existing above ground planters, some trees, and some other things in his yard that would create um, kind of an issue with him.
4: So what was the misunderstanding? It seems like he uh, contacted several departments Mm -hmm. and maybe got the impression that we...
16: He was told that, that he was in the right place. So I'll just be straight out forward about it. He was told that in error. Um, that's why we tell our people don't and you know, let them get a survey so that they know exactly where their fence line is or should be. Um, one of our people was trying to be helpful, did some research, got some information from the engineering department that he misinterpreted and told Mr. Barrett that the polls were in the right place.
1: Okay, I have a motion but I don't have a second. I'll
0: second. I need a second.
1: Okay, motion and second. Any further discussion? Of course, just because a staff member said doesn't mean the city's just stopped from enforcement. That's correct. Okay, we have a motion and a second for approval. And there's one person. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, raise your hand. Right here, opposed. Okay, four to two. Motion carried.
14: E is consideration approval of an agreement for fiscal year 2021 for uh, textile allocation funding split with our Metro.
6: Good evening, Mayor, City Commission. The Transit Department is requesting authorization to execute a contract with the Lower Rio Grande Valley Development Council for the splitting of the 2021 tech stop funding. Uh, historically, we've done 50%. We're, at, we're recommending to do the same thing, a contract for 50% of uh, tech stop funding in the uh, amount of $308,085. Oh well
2: moved. Second. 50-50, huh? The
1: next year. you know, next I was a president to get 60. I was the president this year. You should have got from, gone from well, than.
6: so. We're, we're okay with doing 50-50 now, potentially if we get a second round of, of uh, okay. only we can look at.
1: Okay, we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same, motion carried. Thanks, Mario. Thank
14: you. Thank you, Mario.
1: Uh, so that's it. F oh, is consideration
14: and approval to negotiate with top-ranked airport retail concessionaire at McAllen National Airport.
17: Good afternoon, Mayor and Commission. Proposals were received for a new airport retail concessionaire. And two proposals were received, one from F- Faber, Cohen, Greg of Florida, Inc., and one from Oakwell's Commuter, Commuter Rail, LLC. After evaluating both proposals and key business factors, which included but were not limited to financial structure, capital investment, and proposed services, the evaluation committee is recommending award to Oakwell's Commuter, Commuter Rail, LLC. Staff is now requesting authorization to neg- negotiate an agreement with the top-ranked firm. Um, I'll answer any questions which you may have.
0: What are they doing different than the other one didn't?
17: Um, the key considerations were first and foremost financial. Just to give you a general idea, the capital investment for the recommended firm is four hundred and sixty-nine thousand, as opposed to about three hundred and twenty-four thousand investment for the competing firm. In addition to that, the mag was ninety thousand for the recommended firm, and and um, the other firm was. Uh, proposing a mag of $50,000, so about a $40,000 annual payment difference. And finally, we also saw that there was differences in the services provided. The recommended firm is providing more grab-and-go items, as well as some hot kitchen menu items, which we thought would give our travelers a little bit more amenities and more options, and we thought that that was favorable for the overall plan at the airport. Finally, when you look at exceptions that the proposers take in terms of financial considerations, we saw that the recommended proposer um, had less uh, connected to employment. So for instance, um, they make a mention that if employment should fall below 25% of uh, this year's trend after the first year, then they would reconsider that MAG. Um, It was completely different for the, uh, the firm that was not recommended. And so we thought that these overall terms were most favorable to the airport from a financial perspective as well as from a uh, services perspective for our travelers.
7: Is that gonna be the one, in the, the one towards the back?
17: It'll be our retail concessionaire which will offer two uh, points of sale locations, a pre-security location, as well as a post-security location. It so yes ma'am. To
7: the existing
17: um they will we will actually come back if you authorize us to negotiate with this vendor we will come back with a contract proposal as well as with a layout of what their proposals are because they are offering a smaller footprint option pre-security which we think you may want to consider and then the option post security remains in the same place that we have now
0: So we have another company there right now coffee
17: we do have a food concession agreement, and that food vendor is DNM Coffee Zone.
6: Right now, Parities runs both on a month-to-month, correct? Correct. Okay, and, and the rent is based on employment. I mean, a percentage
17: of employment. So they right? give us a minimum annual guarantee, and that mag is twenty thousand. And then there's a sliding factor oh, okay. for a percentage of gross receipts. Overall, oh, yeah. we've averaged <clears> um, a little over thirty thousand in the last year or so. So you'll see a stark difference between what these recommended vendors are proposing.
6: Well, just starting with a minimal <laughs> guarantee is a big difference. So then the percentage of rent is based is the annual percentage. So 12% on the first 750,000 sales. Correct. Now I assume the sales are gross, right? Or gross. Never,
17: gross, gross receipts. And so this first this uh, vendor that we're recommending is proposing oh, or is um, has um, I guess outlined that they're expecting that the first year they'll pay just the mag. And that the second year, the payment, including that percentage of gross receipts, will be closer to about 195000 So for us, that's a substantial growth in revenue.
6: Perfect. Nothing's tied with employments right now,
17: right? Right now, nothing is tied with employments. What we're seeing is that in our industry, after this experience with the pandemic, yeah. um, that's changing for all competitive uh, concession agreements.
6: Very good. I think that's good. I'll make a motion to approve.
17: Second.
9: Okay.
1: <clears throat> Okay. Motion and second to uh, approve. Yeah, you know, I, I sat in on them. I, I thought, you know, money is important, but I thought, you know, service and in how it looked and how the right, customer sure. felt was almost as important to me as oh, it was. And I think they did a good job. This
6: prompted another question. So, how many other locations? <laughs> Here comes another five minutes. How many other locations do they service? Uh, this. Uh,
17: I I don't have the number off the top of my head. I can certainly bring it back when we review the contract. But when we reviewed past experience, we looked for ACDBE certification. They do have that. That's really important to us in the formula that we submit to FAA. And Mm -hmm. we also are dealing with the president of the company, which for us was important. Um, And I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know, Jeremy, if you can remind me some of the airports, do you remember? Oh, no. I would just try and get some, yeah. some, some,
6: some point of reference for it's, track history. That's we well. did
17: have they did have multiple small airports. I just I don't remember oh. off the top of my head, I apologize. Did
0: you taste any of the
17: food? No, no we, we didn't <laughs> It's
0: important to me. But I it's thought what was really
17: um, what was really neat from that both proposers actually is a willingness to work with our local vendors. And so oh, I think both of them will look to offer some products that are exclusive to our region. Um, and so I certainly hope that we will be making those recommendations. On
10: us.
0: I'm just asking. So if no good, we're going to get slammed.
1: <laughs> you want with a little change. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Any other questions? Yeah, yeah, I, I just saw in the,
0: the current one,
2: and maybe I missed it, we have capital investment of $375,000. Right. the last one. What about this? What's going on?
17: So the last one, the airport paid the capital investment. Oh, yeah. In this one, we're not paying any okay. of that. Oh, the vendor's gonna cost, absorb cost. that cost.
2: That's even better.
17: Yes, we agree. this.
1: Okay, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. So Motion carried. Thank you. Thank you. This Miss Becky, um, <coughs> you wanna come forward and tell us the good news about our tax rate when down? <laughs> Is the negative difference for <laughs>
3: you?
13: Good evening, Mr. Mayor and City Commission. So you will find before you the uh, ta- the 2020 appraisal rule. That basically is a breakdown of uh, all the, the land improvements, the minerals and uh, all the exemptions that are granted. And then of course at the bottom, you'll see the net taxable value, which is a 10640133512 The adopted rate, which is 0495600. The total 2020 tax roll would be 50,905,212.19, and then you'll see the breakdown between the MNO and the INS. Once this is adopted through resolution, this will become the tax roll, and we are basically ready to start printing the statements. We're just waiting for this to be approved before I give the, go ahead, to our software company so they can print out the tax bills. We do have lots of people that are calling already. They're anxious to pay. Nice. Yes. <laughs> we have taken a lot of prepayments. Basically, uh, we just place their funds in escrow. And then once we adopt this, we'll go ahead and, and transfer those funds into their account. So that's all I need, basically, is an approval of the tax roll resolution. And Motion that'll-
0: Second. We <laughs> <You said> have <laughs> a motion so and in,
1: in second. Um, w- 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 can you tell me on, on the freeze adjusted taxable is $9,06 million and the freeze actual tax is $3 million? What, what's the difference? Yes, in- so
13: basically, it's those are the accounts that are frozen. So, of course, because they have a freeze, we can only collect a certain amount of money. So, basically, what we collect is that three million sixteen. million. So, I have to add that back to the $47 million Uh and that'll become our actual uh, tax levy
1: and i noticed now we have like 10 or 12 i guess categories of um, uh, exception to the assessed value for different um, different groups that the legislature continue uh, adopts just
4: out of curiosity what is a freeport exemption anyone know freeport exemption does anyone know i'm just curious Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's kind of complicated. That's, that's one of our choices. It's not the legislature The legislature lets yeah. you, but we adopted it. Uh, we ha- it. We have the choice to adopt it or not. It's a tax on an inventory
14: that's come in through, through the port, through uh, a port. Uh,
1: it's an economic development asset for us. i get some information for inventory. us. I see. Okay. a
14: lot. We had it. In-
1: right.
13: Okay. It's pretty close So
1: we're good. And, and I had one other question. Yes. I, maybe, yes. maybe Kelly sure. knows on the um, Um, ag use property I thought the legislature either passed or was considering a limitation on the size that you could uh, uh, qualify for ag use like it had to be greater than 10 acres or something like that that didn't pass I guess or you know
13: this I mean we still have properties that are under ag Uh, the only good thing about that is now we we used to well I'm not sure how much acreage you can um, or you must have in order to qualify for for ag that's a good question i can go ahead and contact the appraisal district just yeah, to make sure out. yeah i thought what, they
1: passed it but i wasn't it sure did, what it the did difference pass, Mayor. It, it, it did pass. Yes. i think what's it over 10 acres
10: or five acres um i, I want or say, yeah i want to say five yeah because
1: less than five it doesn't qualify anymore that's interesting okay Thanks. okay anybody got any questions otherwise we have a motion in second right yes sir. all those in favor say aye aye, aye. all right Close, same sign motion carried thank you becky and you now give the um
13: so now I will go ahead and give you
1: tax collection report.
13: Yes. The tax collection report for October first, twenty nineteen through September 30th, 2020. So in 2019 we we began the year with a beginning balance of 49 million, nine sixteen, three seventy-five, eighty-eight. And of course, as you're as you're aware, we have uh, additions and deletions from the Hidalgo County Appraisal District. That added up to 82,946.83 bringing our adjusted levy to 49,999,322.71. We collected an amount of 48,512,317.10 for our year-to-date base collected. As you can see to the right last year we collected 44,515,111.97, So that was an increase of course. We were left with a receivable balance of 1,4875.61, bringing our year-to-date collection rate to 97.03, which that was just a very small decrease from last year, uh, 97.05, but dollar-wise, of course, we were, it was an increase. Towards the middle of the report, you'll see a breakdown by property type. This is basically just breaking down uh, the, the base amount collected for, for property type, real estate, personal property, mobile home, minerals, and then it gives you also the year to date collection rate. At the bottom of the report, you'll see additional collections and fees that we collect. We collect their late rendition penalties in the amount of 55, 87. Penalty and interest in the amount of 768, 631, 65. The attorney fees, $318,171.94. We also collect tax certificates in the amount of eight hundred twenty. Or we collected eight hundred twenty return checks in the amount of three hundred and fifty dollars. We also collected rollback in the amount of eighty thousand one hundred forty one ten, and that was an increase from last year also. And we collect what well, we collect for the public improvement district for Tres Lagos, and that's just a number that you know that's uh, for your information. It was 129777 82. So that concludes the report for this last fiscal year. If you have any questions, I'll be glad to answer. I
4: have a question. What yes. was the budgeted amount that we were going to collect? Um, um, year. I see that we, we increased uh, property tax collections by what $4 million from the prior year. Mm-hmm. What had we budgeted to be the increase?
13: we always budget 96 percent dollar wise i don't have that number with me yeah. but we always uh budget 96 percent
9: oh,
13: as part as, as, as
1: yeah
14: yeah I, I don't recall what the number is uh commissioner but we can
6: certainly put it in the friday packet okay okay,
1: okay. No. Okay. any a question. Thank you, That's good. Oh, thank
11: you huh? I
6: had a question now that you raised it on the PID, the Public Improvement District. Yes, sir. Is that money that returns back to the. That goes back to. Under the terms, correct?
13: Yes. It okay. goes back to roads. We just Road. basically collected you know, it's part of our bill. Yeah, but we just turn around and pay it back to them.
1: Very well. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Okay. Thank,
13: thank you. So we will be sending out those tax bills by the end of the week.
1: Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. you thank
12: lose
14: mine uh next okay. we've got uh kelly to present the fiscal year 1920 delinquent tax collection report
12: thank you mayor city commissioner mr rodriguez kelly how to present the delinquent tax collection report for the period of october 1st 2019 through september 30th 2020 for the great city of McAllen. we usually begin these reports with um, emphasizing that we conduct our delinquent tax collection program with two basic principles in mind. And the first is to collect from the individual taxpayer first. And second is to use a tool of litigation only as a final option. And these two principles have held especially true during this period of pandemic that the, we're all experiencing. We've conducted eight debate mailings, mailing over 18,000 statements on average, over $1.4 million in base penalty and interest. Per mailing we've had over 584 individuals walk into any one of our offices in Hidalgo County we've got four we've got two which are especially convenient to the taxpayers in McAllen Um, we've shifted our walk-in procedure since the initiation of our the impact of COVID locally around early July we shut our offices to incoming walk-ins in order to protect our staff (laughs) and also the community however We have made it extremely easy for any taxpayer to pay their taxes in person, although avoiding any personal contact. If you drive by any one of our locations, you'll see large signs educating taxpayers, how they can go about dropping money in our convenient mail um, drop boxes. And also being able to speak via telephone with a employee about any questions they may have regarding that process we've had over 7,300 phone calls we've conducted over 972 property inspections and those have also shifted during this period of pandemic property inspections are knocking on doors of taxpayers in this community coming in face-to-face contact with them and educating them and informing them about their delinquency we've had to modify that of course due to the pandemic we have reinitiated that process although not coming in contact with individuals but um, leaving notices on their door to heighten their awareness of um, the delinquency, we've had over 67 accounts coded financially affected with COVID. That's another shift we've made. When a taxpayer calls in and voices a financial impact due to the virus, we make sure to code their account within our system that they've made this um, issue. Um, they brought that issue to us, not that so that we'll stop collecting but be more compassionate to those collectors um, to those taxpayers and offer them as much flexible options as as, as we know to be available to them regarding our litigation activity we have filed 176 lawsuits we've disposed of 146 we've taken 73 judgments and pending litigation as of october 2020 we have 385 lawsuits pending representing over 1.1 million dollars odin base penalty and interest to the city. Um, I mentioned the 73 judgments. Of those 73 judgments, four judgments included mowing liens, which we um, collect as a courtesy to the city, representing over $5,100 in those municipal liens that the city um, has incurred. Um, in addition to those, we have collected $670 during this period in mowing liens. In addition to the 670, we've placed, as you know, te- um, properties for sale that are in judgment that owe um, that owe money that a little to no effort is being made to to um, to pay the the delinquency. We have sold for a, one of those owed uh, mowing liens, and we recovered $2,725 in mowing liens, and I, and that's been also a shift due to the pandemic we haven't placed homestead properties for sale during this period Um, we've we've resorted to more vacant lots and properties that are unoccupied um, in order to um, be more compassionate during this time but we've we've placed 13 properties for sale during six tax sales sold four of them four of them were struck off for a later tax resale and five were due to other reasons Collection highlights, I'm very pleased to report that even in the period of pandemic, we've kept our our collections consistent, even slightly above the prior year. We've collected over $1.1 million in base taxes, over $519,000 in penalty and interest for total collections this year of over $1.5 million in base penalty and interest owed to the city of McAllen. Looking forward to the future, we will continue our commitment to collect for the city of McCown with compassion and dedication in order to ensure that the city um, receives the revenue that it's entitled to and balancing that with the, the compassion that's needed during this time. We'll continue monitoring our lawsuits and push them towards judgment as necessary. We'll continue monitoring our bankruptcy accounts during this period. Also you've seen an increase in bankruptcy filings in companies that have traditionally been very stable. Um, I know Chuck E. Cheese is one of my favorites. They've seen a bankruptcy filing during this time, JCPenney, GNC, just to name a few. Uh, We will continue our mailing program. We've also added a Compassionate CARES letter as part of our regular mailing program for targeting those individuals, like I mentioned, that have addressed um, a financial difficulty affected by COVID. That concludes my report. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have.
1: Any questions? Okay. okay, thank you Kelly. Thank, thank you, you very thank much,
12: Kelly. have a great thank day.
1: You, uh, next item is report on CARES Act funding, Roy? <coughs> yes sir, <coughs> so um, <clears throat> little has
14: changed from the last meeting. Uh, we do have a detailed um, evaluation from Yvette um, in your packet that we can answer any questions that you might have. On the, on the broad side of things for the county, Uh, It hasn't changed, however, we did have, Sergio's not here, but we did have some exchanges last week with the county auditor. Uh, Good news and bad news, I mean, the good news was that they actually gave us a date when they think they will have uh, application number two and three approved. They're estimating November the 6th, they will have both of them approved. Uh, That would get us to 8.85 million, which means, remember, they're going to send us the net between what they've already sent which is the uh, 3.2 and 3.2, 6.4, 6.5 million. So application number three would actually net us um, $2.3 million uh, with a check. That's the good news. The bad news is that they, they don't have an idea of the timeline for applications four, five, and six. So we're doing some work already on um, to ensure that we know exactly what the law says. And, and, and what we want to find out is if our applications are in this deadline, either from the county or the state, is you know, doesn't matter. And the city attorney's office is looking into that, and hopefully, we'll have an answer very soon. We also talked to the county judge's office. You know, they are very supportive of what cities are going through. You know, I have to say that because I had a very long conversation with them on Thursday. And uh, we actually agreed on how to style an email that we sent the county auditor's office um, on Thursday or Friday. And so we're hopeful still. We still think that we're gonna be uh, reimbursed for the entire amount. We're crossing our T's and and dotting our I's and then if if we don't feel comfortable with the answer to that, uh, we will come to you with uh, proposed action. But uh, at least looks like there's some light at the end of this tunnel.
1: I had a question, and, and since Robert's here, I know one proposal was to partner with the county on Wi Fi um, in those neighborhoods, and that would be eligible for reimbursement. What's the status of that? Do you know? Mayor, uh, county. Run uh, up here, uh, you county, have to be in the county, right. Torres, uh, um, Commissioner uh, Ellie Torres had said that. Uh, you know, she was in favor of uh, granting us additional money to extend the Wi-Fi even further than we've already done, but she needed to wait until she saw whether the other municipalities were not going to spend the money that they needed, uh, and she was gonna take that back and vote to redirect that money to us. Yeah, and one one of the discussions was they, they would actually um, um, pay us and then use, that to get their COVID reimbursement so we would get the money directly from the county and wouldn't have to go through that process uh, because it would be a joint county um, yeah so so so, so she was looking at two things one it was it was a new ask to go back to ask to redirect that money from other municipalities that didn't spend the money and then two to extend our deadline to spend Mm -hmm. that money
2: right
14: Right. so and um staff will be submitting all of our wi-fi costs uh this week Mm -hmm and that'll be application number seven.
1: Right, great, right. okay. Okay, thank you. Does anybody else have any other questions? And then thanks, thanks for your report, Ron. Uh, next item is future agenda items. You have the, we're down to four. Yeah, and, and actually
14: one of them is proposed, Mayor. I, it's a question, uh, you know, as, as you can imagine, we've had a lot of requests of folks wanting proclamations and presentations here at City Hall, and we've not done it. Uh, we've done a couple uh, via Zoom. And so the question is, do you wanna start bringing folks in or do you want us to start little by little putting them on Zoom? Uh, You know, the the capacity's increased a little bit uh, as as far as the state is concerned, but I I wanted to check with you before we
6: made any decisions. I
7: think Zoom has been working pretty well. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean.
6: My, my i mean uh, to me the proclamations are more meaningful when you do them in person and you know the proclamation well, you're talking well, about the recipients though so the recipients right don't bring
1: don't bring a couple uh 50 people with you but they're right okay. exactly so or yeah, even if it's it just it a handful to it's more people. meaningful being in person rather than by zoom okay, I, I agree uh,
6: because i think part of it is the experience of being here being recognized so being
1: everybody that wants to see it can zoom in and watch it but only have the recipients maybe right. Right? limited to okay. three people whatever and We had man, already
14: started limiting the number of right. yes. to three, and yes. then we can do that. Is two or three people can be here, and then the rest.
0: And are we going to do two or three at every meeting from now on then? Well, I mean,
14: they are usually requests that we get.
0: Right. And so it but we were doing all at one meeting. The first meeting of the month, we were doing like five or six at one time. It
6: took like 30, 45 minutes. Something. Yeah. yeah. Even so are an we hour. going back yeah. to
0: every meeting, two or three?
1: I think so.
6: I think
14: Better.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you, you have, have
14: to limit I think we ought to limit it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. We'll,
14: we'll work with it. it. And you can tell us if it's too much or too little. Okay. Yeah. And then the others uh Yeah, Foresight, we're
1: doing Foresight. We're gonna be able to, we're gonna have a lot we're gonna have a lot of meetings on Foresight if we get this contract done. Right. Um Communication Department, Tanya, would, Oh,
7: you want it's so well we're gonna do that in workshops so that okay. way we can see like the benefits of having the channel and how how it's been yeah. how mm-hmm. the invest the investment is coming back to
1: us. Right. Was in, in the charter amendment, we have, you know, we can't put it on until next um, <clears throat> May, anyways. But I, I agree that that's even just eliminating some of the uh, redundancy or, elite or things that are no longer appropriate from a legal yeah. standpoint. Yeah, a and and the committee did meet
14: on that, and so we'll have a recommendation coming to the commission.
7: Yeah. However, I wanted to add, the, well, for Quinta, but if, if we can have uh, someone from, the, from Quinta come and talk to us about how important the monarch butterfly is to this area. And maybe some, hopefully we can kind of like brainstorm on some projects that we can do to incorporate uh, that to make it more known to our community that that's how important this area is for,
1: for some reason, my butterfly garden just bloomed with uh, all different Yeah, just go to the
14: mayor's backyard. This, this week <laughs> is amazing. See, and that's <laughs> the thing, I think it's we It's taking can...
1: over the backyard, and I was barbecuing the other day, and it was wrapping itself around my leg, and I was really about that. <laughs> yeah,
7: but we have, like, we are on the trail, and they do uh, stop here and everything, so, I pro- so maybe we can kind of start gearing towards um, being more like, we art friendly we already yeah. are but making more like corridors so that we can have yeah and if school is back
1: in session we could do some things with the school district too yeah that's mm-hmm. a good idea good idea okay
7: well, that doesn't need, do need
1: a well that could work with staff on that and bring it back oh yeah
7: i can go. Yeah, yeah i'll work with
1: mike
2: yeah what i wanted to take a look at it you had mm-hmm. here we go maybe a little bit of homework but we went <laughs> it's something i'm very proud of we went from two thousand something floods or home flooded to about 200 or something. Is that correct of it? Okay, so I'm trying to see, if we can identify what are the areas and what is the potential cost so that we can remedy and start looking at some potential financing as to what we can do. And I'd love to bring the flooding to zero here in McAllen. Okay. We'll bring a report.
1: And we kind of get it because all the projects, but not specifically on drainage, I think would be a good idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay anything else
0: ordinances are we still working on those and what updating ordinances oh yeah we in yeah.
1: fact we had one on the agenda today from, from the committee
0: we and still have some that we table. haven't touched
1: yeah all right yeah good. that's good to me okay so that's that does this item stand at table 7a yes sir. Yes. yes okay it on the table uh, 8a is the mayor's report on on COVID and bridge travel restrictions. You know, you've heard a lot about that. Um, you were still only essential travel, non-essential travel. I mean, non-essential travel can't come back. Essential travel is pretty well. Makila's, it's educational, but the schools aren't open. So we don't see a lot of that traffic. And it's had a twofold effect on us. Obviously one is we own two bridges. And so we're down still um, 60%, mas menos at Hidalgo, which is our main one for pedestrians and vehicles. And then there are obviously a sales tax. Um, we had a report from Mexico uh, last week that there's a kind of a pent up people want to come across and go shopping, et cetera, and can't get across for that reason. So every um, month on the 21st, I think it is, the Department of Homeland Security makes a decision whether to open up the bridges or not. Um, we've been advocating that. Um, city of El Paso is um, under um, has some really bad numbers as the COVID relates to the COVID and uh, actually uh, it's kind of funny because Juarez says we don't Americans come in and El Paso says we know Mexicans come in and so we don't know is we've been in contact with um, the city of Reynosa and the health department over there you know um, they've always had a pretty robust public health system in Mexico um, because of the people uh, people that can't afford doctors and all those kind of things and so uh, they've done some things from that if we look at uh, I was surprised at uh, we were talking about getting them some um, hand sanitizer they they got enough for that and they really supply a lot of that and and also their restrictions are more restrictive than ours and they enforce them with the military we've been watching through the county and through keith's office the essential travelers especially maquila managers um, there's no indication that they're bringing back the covid uh, at, that's a particular problem with them traveling when we first had the americans going across unabated we also didn't see any really problems with americans bringing it back um, from that standpoint so we think from a health standpoint without you know actual data data thing um that it's appropriate to, to look at reopening the border or um that and and make sure that there's some sort of guidance to cbp doesn't have too much problems with the delays now so adding temperature readings or uh, we don't think would be a difficulty so we've been supporting opening it through senator i mean congressman Choir's office a little bit through senator cornyn's office through the vta of course and um, i've been with the mayor's council trying to get some support in texas for that but let you know we're we're trying that we think it's safe we think if we watched it it would be um it would be appropriate to do and we'll continue to do that if we didn't anticipate it happening before the election so November's the big push and hopefully before um, the holiday season start
7: Mayor um, well I had kind of like a suggestion because I know that people even if it's unessential if if they take a flight and if they have a round trip they can come in and out
1: they can fly any place that's what's so amazing you can fly from Reynosa to any place in the United States But you can't cross a bridge international bridge it makes no sense
9: I
7: had a little bit of suggestion about that why don't we kind of work with the airlines to have like a flight direct from Monterrey here and then from and we already have Mexico City and then from Monterrey here as long as they buy their their round trip uh, they're able to come in and out uh, maybe work with some of the hotels like local hotels and stuff so we can kind of like get them like a <clears throat> shopping vacation right. package for Christmas
1: yeah, and kind of go around
7: the whole the coming back and forth with the bridge
1: yeah if you could get um, yeah that would be a great idea I think that would work I don't know what Liz is I know general aviation we do have people fly into McAllen mm-hmm. generation from Mexico uh, but yeah I don't know about a charter flight to me you can make some money doing it because people are really pent up to yeah. come shop so at any rate, it's more than shopping. It's also, you know, we do have a border that's uh, not operating and that's that's hurting everybody. Okay, and then a sec. any questions? I mean, but unless you have any problems, I'll, I'll try to keep you, communicate what we're doing. And then the next one is um, good news. We got the US News and World Report recognition as the number three city in the whole country for best quality of life. And the important part with that was it was residents and visitors, it wasn't like, us guys telling people that so that was that was pretty neat that that <laughs> happened and then this week since i'm talking about the same subject matter right mr city attorney we got ranked by the u.s by um what's that in our, i can't think of the name of it uh ranked, oh oh it's um it was ranked number one in the whole country for best place to start a home business and that was a business um magazine that did that in fact it's right here i can give it to you and um, so that was really great, and it talked a little bit, of, quite a bit about why. And so they did it based on statistics and in the statistics that are necessary for that. So that's that's pretty good. And I was looking at the, I talked to the chamber, and since 2018, we've received um, over 22 uh, rankings of best or near the best in the in the country on a whole bunch of different things. So y'all be all proud of the job that you. Um, do, we ought to be proud of all our entities out there, agencies, um, and staff that does that. Okay, that's all I had, and now we go to executive session, Mr. City Attorney.
10: Mayor, item 9A is a matter that inverse, uh, involves the possible sale, lease, or purchase of real property under 551-072 of the Texas Government Code. B and C are items that are protected by the attorney-client privilege, as well as 071 of the same code. It's my opinion all three items are eligible to be discussed in executive sessions. If it's commissions desire to do so, recommend you entertain a motion to that effect. i move. Second.
1: Second. second. Okay, a motion second to go in executive session on advice of the city attorney. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Same sign. Motion carried. We're in executive session, it recessed. It is six forty-nine according to the city of mcallen at atomic clock. Any
9: touch it, Yeah, right? I gotta go to bed. And then a double
1: Okay. <laughs> We're back in session. its 7:01. Mr. City Attorney.
10: Mayor, 9A and 9C require no action at this time. 9B, recommend you entertain a motion authorizing the city attorney's office to file suit against the uh, property owner for enforcement of the code violations as discussed in the executive session.
1: So moved. Second. Second. We have a motion second. Any discussion? No. Hearing none, all in favor, say aye. 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 All the same side. Motion carried. That's all, all I have, Your Honor. That's own. it? It's, oh, it's still seven o one. We have to wait another.